When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And a special offer to I'm Let You Finish listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash I'm Let You, I-M-M-A-L-E-T-U. That's betterhelp.com slash I'm Let You, I-M-M-A-L-E-T-U. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Very, very special broadcast. Hello, hello. (laughs) We're pretending we're the king and queen. Live from Balmoral. It is Lady, Lady Amy Elizabeth, Lady Ames Elizabeth Nicole of Dumbdashore (laughs) and Lord Master Courtney Beta of Betashore. (laughs) Betashore. And I'm going to let you finish show number 124, where we where we have where, a... On where the, we're going to stop this accent, because neither <laughs> one of us can keep it up. I mean, on the Pantheon Podcast Network, we have a very special guest today, ladies and gentlemen. Prince Harry will be here today. He'll because, be here later, Because yeah. he's been everywhere. He's so been why here. not here? Yeah, he's, I, saw, I think I saw him on the Uptown B yesterday. Mistake. I wasn't quite sure. Wait. In a in a page boy hat, looking around like, does anybody notice that it's me? Oh my god, <laughs> that's the beautiful thing about New York. Nobody would notice. They would no. notice and not care, and not give two shits. They'd not be like, "You're standing shits. in front of the door, please. Can we're you move? really move? Do you not get the watch the mo- closing door? Why? Because we're not saying mind the gap. You can't move your monkey ass. All right, we'll talk about him in a second because uh, whatever. 
Um, okay. I do not program television, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Mm-hmm. But if I was going to program a relatively major, even though we all know the Golden Globes are bought and paid for and full of shit, but the mm-hmm. comeback <laughs> of a relatively major, inf- relatively influential show, what day of the week would I put said show on right. primetime television? Would it be a Monday? Yeah, usually Mondays. Would it be a Sunday? Yeah, possibly. Not a Saturday. Tuesday? <laughs> Is Tuesday even a day of the week, really, when you think about it? Tuesday so the Golden Globe. Tuesday is good for Taco Tuesdays yeah, I and mean, margaritas. Yeah, I mean, Tuesday is the day that you use <laughs> to not do the things you were supposed to do on Monday and get ready for the things you should do on Wednesday. Right. It's a waste. It's a basically a wasted day. I had um, no idea the shit was even coming on. I didn't either. The only reason I knew is I think I was watching MSNBC and I saw a commercial. I went, oh, Gerard Carmichael. I like him a lot. And I turned it on for the opening monologue. Mm-hmm. And all right. So, oh, my God, everybody's up. And, all right. I like Gerard Carmichael. Mm-hmm. He is not. You do not go to Gerard Con- Carmichael for yuck-a-doodle-doo. Right. He's not that guy. Right. He's not telling jokes. He's doing observational humor he sat down on the stage for part of it he is very dry and deadpan and he came out and basically said like hey guess why i'm here you needed a black host and guess what that's why he was there that's why he was listen they're the ones black and gay they got two for the price of one right they're the ones who will have ricky gervais so nobody should be surprised by anything biting in a monologue that comes at the Golden Globes. Well, yeah, and and but it was. I just, heard he said something about Whitney Houston. Or yeah, something. and you know what? It was funny. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. He said, "Brought to you by the Beverly Hilton, which killed Whitney Houston." I mean, okay, whatever. She's been dead. It's not too soon. And he made a joke. <laughs> I mean, she is dead, right? Yes. Um, he made a joke. It was this is actually funny. Where he was holding three Golden Globes that were mm-hmm. Tom Cruise supposed to be represent Tom Cruise, and he would say that we will trade them if someone can tell us where Shelley Muscovich is. <laughs> Ooh, are they coming from Miss Shelley Muscavige? <laughs> Muscavige, right? And then he made a joke about Will Smith that they gave him the award off camera, and he got the Rock Hudson overt display of masculinity award, which is hilarious. <laughs> that is kind of funny. That's kind of funny. But he made all the white people nervous, and he but mm-hmm. he did name check our pal Stephen Hill. Who I didn't Did know he? was producing. Yeah, because he's producing the Golden Globes. Who knew? So shout out oh. to M- MTV veterans. You okay. know, mm-hmm. I like Steven a lot. Mm-hmm. But it made people nervous. Whatever. It's a bullshit award. We all know it's a bullshit award. Mm-hmm. Proven by the fact that it wasn't telecast last year and somehow life went on and people won things. Life so, went like, on. Life went on. So the Fablements, which I haven't seen one best picture, Banshees of Sharon, which I did see one I best comedy. Great. It is great comedy. Uh, I yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's not. I haven't heard that it's a comedy. Well, there's a few jokes in it. Um, if you consider a joke a really cute donkey, it's not funny. Haha, <laughs> funny, but it's really good. And then they gave every award in the book to Quinta Brunson, who deserves it, but it just felt like, oh my God, here, take one, take one, take one. Um, and then some other. Oh, um, Michelle Yeoh won for Best Actress. So she's mm-hmm. cool. We like mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I, you know, I'm the only person in the world who didn't see Goonies, but the guy, the the guy that was the young actor in Indiana Jones, who has now come back in everything all at once, mm-hmm. 
Anyway, who cares? It was on a Tuesday. Was Pia Zadora there? She might have been. I mean, you know, that's how insignificant these awards are. And there was a lot of cutting. Don't you love it when people are telling jokes about black people? When black people are telling jokes about white people, they always cut to the one black person in the crowd mm-hmm. um, to see what their reaction is. And their reaction was, uh-huh. I love, I love mm-hmm. all the actory faces that they do when you get mm-hmm. the, the shots of the crowd. Or when somebody wins and, and their actor friend is like, oh, I'm so proud for them. And there's always one person who's going to be like standing up. And they do that like hand clasp thing right. with that face that says, I'm yeah. so proud of this moment. Well, their faces you. aren't moving. That's the thing. <laughs> but it's just, oh, and Angela Bassett won something. But it's okay. just, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's all great. But it's just so funny. It's like every time somebody black said something. Every time he said something about white people, which was mm-hmm. basically all the time, because he mm-hmm. said, they can't fire me. I am the <laughs> black face of a white organization. <laughs> and he told him how much he made for the show. Mm-hmm. How much did he make? He said he made 500K. Mm. Um, Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report. And you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Anyway, um... Anyway, so that, yay. All right. All right. You intro you intro Prince Harry, because I can't even with him anymore. Well, my third cousin twice removed by marriage, um, Harry, uh, of Duke of Sussex, 
Windsor, Mountbatten, Dancing Queen. We are a dancing queen, young and she's only 17. Um, evidently, he's written a book, I think. <laughs> Wait, has he? And there was a TV show. Is he also doing the Royals on Ice? That's what I'm waiting for. Evidently, the Ice Capade shows. I know? just looked out my window. I think he's on the corner there with a megaphone telling everybody there's a book. Now, here's the really? thing. Next to the weed spot. Right. Let me just say this. <laughs> say this. I believed, I shouldn't say believe. I still believe Harry and Meghan. I do. I believe them. I Both believe, of them? Yes, I do. Okay. I feel like the root of the shit, I absolutely believe. The racism part. I saw it. I oh, felt yeah. it. I mean, and I looked at all of that. Yeah. But I'm really dumbfounded by the fact that, okay, you do this Oprah interview. The backlash of that is terrible. Terrible. Changes your whole reputation, right? Because now you're trying to fight the press. And I get all of your reasons for wanting to fight the press, except you're going to want to move on. They're always going to have a headline to sell. And now with online, they always have to fill space and get clicks on their site. So they're going to talk about you. They've been talking about you your whole life. It seems like we go from that to the Netflix series, which originally we were being told was it was going to document him doing the Invictus Games, his Wounded Warriors Olympic-style you know, games that happen every four years. Then it turns out, no, it's actually more about you and your wife. It just seems to be now here's the third thing. I know it's where like, we do. It's like I understand people writing autobiographies. People do it all of the time, right? But what makes this different to me is the fact that no matter how much family pisses you off, I am one of those people who believes in not crushing my family publicly. Certain shit needs to stay in the family. Now, if you say this is my right to tell my story, okay. That is the truth. Then I also feel like you should do like most people have done when they write an autobiography and they're talking about their family is. You let them see it before you put it out so at least they know what you're saying about them. So the fact that you didn't let anybody see it, you come out and you're saying all of these things and it's like, it's not for me to say whether they're true or not true. But at the end of the day, I wish you would have say done because your book was a bestseller from the time it went on pre-sale, it was a bestseller everywhere. One interview with your UK reporter, let them license that around the world. But now it's like, you had Anderson Cooper, the UK interview, you did Good Morning America, you were on you Colbert. Stephen Colbert you're, last Colbert. night. Right? You're on the cover of People magazine. Yeah, it's, it's enough. Just, it's kind thing. of like, and some of the shit that's coming out is like, it's petty. The, the fact, you're like, I love my family. I want to be together. My brother's alarming hair loss, and he yeah. used to he used yeah, to look like he used to look like our mother, but it's changed so much. And well, Harry not, will never look like his father because well, that's not his father. Sorry. It, it, yes. <laughs> right. It feels allegedly. Right. Allegedly. It feels to me. Less of an autobiography, it's and not. it feels like it feels like a revenge tour. Like no, you guys is. fuck yeah. with me, and I'm gonna fuck with you. And, okay. par- and part of me sometimes would be like, "Oh, I like that." Except I am a person who believes like 
family shit deal with your family like because when you start dragging your family out and when he's asking like when's the last time you spoke to camilla now i don't expect you to fucking love camilla i wouldn't love camilla okay i don't expect you to do that but you're naming all of these people and all of these things and i'm like well what's your accountability in this because you and megan were not two innocent angels so like you know there was leaks going back and forth and those things when you had your suddenly Megan's friends speaking out. You remember that whole moment? They were all, we didn't get permission in a whole book. I and was it's like, glued yeah. to the television when all of this was happening. <laughs> it's, it's just so dumb. No, it, look, we're Americans, so we have a fascination with the royals because they're really, right. they, it, it's like something we don't have to be concerned mm-hmm. with. Right. Are the, were, were the deep-seated British, you know, is there racism? Of course. Of course, though, you know, but for Meghan Markle, though, to say that she didn't realize she was black until like three weeks ago, it was Let's like, that's it. a whole nother conversation <laughs> as a white woman. A, I'm not going to dive into it. We could I'm do not gonna, a whole but, yeah, show but on that I'm like, shit. Yeah. I was like, what? Wait, what? until yeah. I met my husband. Yeah, I didn't realize I was black when I was I look at her and I'm looking at her mother like, how did what you did raise? You think like, what, Who did like, you think that happening? woman was? Who did you think that woman was? All right. Is there racism? Yes. And that is something that should be a serious, sobering conversation. Okay. Is the British, is the monarchy like a ridiculous thing? Yeah, probably. But it does. She is the queen is the constitutional head of the British state. You can have that discussion. It's not a discussion for Americans to have. Right. But yes, these are all valid points. This just feels like a did his mother die? Yes, that's tragic. Did he have to go through this all in public? Yes. Is the British press vicious? Yes, the British press. But enough. There's a pettiness to this. And it's like you can't say, I don't want the title and to be part of this machine, part of the firm, and then ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. You know, maybe not put Prince Harry as who wrote it. Maybe, oh, his name's not Harold, it's Henry. I just read that. I know, which is like makes the Weird. Harold part That's even, even more. Yeah, I don't even more really like, bizarre. So I love the fact his brother calls him Harold. It's like good. I'm not even gonna call, I'm not even gonna call you. By call him his name. name. It's <laughs> just, it's just the whole thing reads as very mean. Mm-hmm. It reads as very California self actualization. One of the reasons this book is getting thing, such. If he says unconscious bias. One more oh, time. I know. I'm gonna shoot myself. <laughs> No, I'm really going to fucking shoot myself if I see unconscious bias one more time. I really, that phrase, can we, you know, and the guy that is the ghostwriter for the book, who wrote the book, Mm -hmm. the man who wrote the book is a very respected author. I mean, he, his book, The Tender Bar, if you ever get a chance to read that, it's a fantastic Mm -hmm. memoir. So there's legitimacy to this, but it's like enough, enough. It's like, we got it. What are we going to, it's like, you've said anything. Do we need to know that your dad is doing pushups in his underwear? No. I, I just don't, it's, there's a mean, and it's also a whininess. Sorry. It's like, I don't see any point. I haven't read it. I've just read the, where is he taking accountability? He's That's not an innocent thing. in this. No. They're all right. They're racist. Yes. We know that they're this. Yes. We know that, but it's just bitchy. It's a bitchy book and it's going to sell, but there's already a backlash because Americans, you know, we liked a redemption story. We like to forget, but we also were like, shut the fuck up already. You know, mm-hmm. like, like whatever. And the ball thing, dude, they're not shooting him from the top of his head. He's bald too. I'm just like, it's bitchy. It's a bitchy it. book. I was definitely down for the Harry and Megan cause and I was into it. 
But the more that they've done, I'm like, I don't think this is really working in your favor. No, it's not. <laughs> I, I was down for a second. I thought the wedding was beautiful. And mm-hmm. now it's just become her, you know, it's just become, yeah, it's a revenge tour. Anyway. All right. And okay. you guys said that you wanted to do all of this work. You know what I mean? Ain't doing and shit. Activism work. And here we are. It's been three years since you left. And the what three are you doing? Thi- and the three things you guys have done have been talking about a, the royal family. So a for TV me, show? that yeah. is... That is where it gets lost. I'm like, this would have been great if you had just written a book, but you had been out there doing all of this work, and here comes your book. I think it, listen, people are going to buy it, of course, it, because everybody likes a train wreck. People like right. trashy TV. They like trashy books. People like tell-alls, right? Yeah. But I'm like, what is the end game? Now that you've done it and you keep saying, yeah. I would love my family back, but no one in your family is talking to you. And they're definitely not going to be talking yeah. to you I now. I would like my family back, but I just called them racist fucking balding pigs. I mean- Daddy, <laughs> daddy, <laughs> right. it's my birthday. It's yeah. like, I, yeah. my brother Willie and I are very tight, but I've also called him my arch nemesis and said that his looks are fading yeah. in print. In, in print. In print. It's and not never, for nothing. And then, well, I mean, I am a, I mean, Harry is the hot one. He is hot. I'm going to give it to you. Ew. Always, oh, I've always thought he was hot. In a weird way. I, mean. I wouldn't fuck him. He's not my fuckable William, type, when he... I, I mean, they're just... Uh, that's... The, and, I just... But, stuff I mean, is so petty, though. It's like... To go right, for I, your brother's looks and be like, you used busy. to look, you used to look like our mother, but not anymore. It's like, wow. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, when we went to school, he didn't want anything to do with me. I'm I'm sorry. Have you never had a younger sibling? Nobody wants anything right. to do with their younger well, sibling. And, <laughs> and siblings fight. Siblings yeah. fight. And the truth of the matter is... If I can be really fucking honest with you, no, I didn't know who the fuck Meg. I didn't know who the fuck. I didn't Megan know who Megan was. No, okay. She got, she got with him, and then I was like, oh, and I knew the show suits because it was I one see- you didn't watch. It was something right. you didn't well, watch <laughs> I, because I would see the posters on the side of buses. Right. right. I've never watched it. Let me tell you something. This is not. <clears> we're not saying anything because she obviously had a career. Nobody knew who Meghan Markle was. End of story. Nobody no. had any idea who was a. She was on a. I, I never. She seen left. It. She left. She left North America. A lady who had been working in Canada for seven years and came back a star. Yeah, I have no idea who she is. Right. And all right, now somebody. I, I don't. Okay, this. So Johnny John Lydon, Johnny Lydon, <laughs> uh, formerly of the Sex Pistols and of the group that Courtney likes to call PTL. <laughs> Wait, and isn't that? <laughs> And I realized after I was putting it down that PTL is actually Jim and Tammy Faye. Yeah, Faye, yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking Jesus at it like, because Courtney, for those of you, Courtney fancies himself the the, <laughs> the new bell hook. So or E coming. Everything is in lowercase, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at it going PTL, PTL. What is he talking about? Anyway, <laughs> and then we argue over it. I was like. That's an ah, and no, what was and I I'm screaming? Like, there was an, an L, and you were like, no, it's not. I'm like, it's an L. I'm like, no, it's not. And an L, did I finally looked at it like, no, it's time. a T, and you put right. a line through it. I'm like, what are you? Like, you've invented a whole new language. Anyway, Johnny Lydon <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, with Pill. Isn't he kind um, of like an asshole? Okay, that's not the point. Oh, okay. He may be an asshole. They're all right. assholes. Right. He has been married. This is a serious thing. He has been married to Nora, this woman, Nora, whose last name I forget, who is the mother of the late area up of the slits. He has been married mm-hmm. to this woman for 50 years. He got married to her at a very young age. Those kind of guys usually get find their partner, you know. Well, they, they and she's quite a bit older than him. Right. They have been living. His politics are very suspect. Mm-hmm. But... but 
he has asked, he is putting this song Hawaii that he just released in contention for Eurovision as the Irish contestants. He has a right to the Irish because his parents were Irish. And so he has an Irish passport, I'm assuming. Mm. Um, the song is about, she's dying. She has mm. Alzheimer's. She has mm. dementia. She is more, she's dying. I mean, mm. and he has been her caretaker for 50 plus years. His so, wife? Yes. Oh, wow. He has been married to her for 50 plus years. She has Alzheimer's for at least 10 years, and he is her mm. primary character. So whatever you may think of him and his bullshit with Trump or whatever, right. this is a man who has stayed with the same woman right. for a very long time and is writing a quite beautiful, moving kind of song about loss and loss of memory. And it's clearly a song about her impending or on. So- I understand the jokes. Like, oh, he was, you know, blah, blah, blah. you know, he's a sex pistol. Oh, wow, he's full of shit. I don't know. I, I, I can't get. But I also believe in artists. I think that I can't get angry in him. Yeah, right, I, I can't get angry at him right, because right. the intention. I happen to think the song is quite beautiful. I right. cannot. When you see Johnny Lydon entering Eurovision, your first reaction is, "Oh, this is well, bullshit." It just seems. It just seems. But so listen like to the exact, song. But it seems like the exact opposite of who he would be. But it's a very punk the, move right. when you think about it. It's a very punk move. Somebody doesn't expect you to do. It's very subversive in a way. But first off, he was Johnny Rotten when he was 18 years old. So he's not expected to be Johnny Rotten for the rest of his life. And he hasn't been Johnny Rotten. It's a beautiful song. Is it the greatest song of all time? No. But when you when you realize what the song is about, I can't in all conscious criticize his motives because it's clearly an elegy for a dying woman. So so. I don't think it. I don't know if it's going to win, but it, I mean, check out the song. It's called Hawaii. I posted check it the out. song. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's kind of beautiful, and when you know the meaning, even my most hardened um, British friends are like, "Oh," they said, "Oh," and then I heard the song, and I'm like, "Oh, I feel bad for saying right. anything bad about him." Um, all right, Dr. Dre. <sighs> I'm going to bang my head. You know, this is like a contest between who's more like annoying, <laughs> Dr. Dre. Or Marjorie Taylor Greene. I mean, she's clearly more annoying. Um, I mean, my favorite Marjorie Taylor Greene moment will be the fact that she found out her Freedom Caucus friends. She said, you know, they all went in there last night begging and making deals. And they had a list of people they wanted on the committees. Nobody did anything for me. I know. They didn't I put my. That. They were supposed to be my friends. It's well, like, I love how during the the <laughs> Kevin McCarthy hearing, she was positioning herself. She yeah. knew where the cameras were every two every, seconds. Every when, when she like, holds up the phone, with right? DP on I was it. Like, like, where's the bleach blonde? Oh, they were. Right. Well, anyway, Dr. Dre is suing her because she keeps using. Okay, of all songs to use, still Dre. What? <laughs> You know, all right. So he's suing her because he thinks she's despicable. She is despicable. Here's, I mean, the thing is, is that Tom Petty's estate sued Trump for using "Won't Back Down." Somebody, the Rolling Stones, have sued Trump. It never. I think the only group who had never sued a candidate for using a song mm-hmm. was Fleetwood Mac for "Don't Stop Believing" mm-hmm. or "Don't Stop Thinking About right. Tomorrow." Um, and nobody, and Obama, nobody, so you two didn't sue him for using It's a Beautiful Day. Mm-hmm. So the point is that it's his music. He doesn't want this bitch to use it. But these lawsuits go nowhere, right? No. Nowhere. And she's going to keep using it and use it like, they're trying to squash my free. But who suggested Still Dre of all songs? 
You know what I mean? It's just, are there, there's no lyrics in there about standing your ground and being like. Uh, it's, I just don't understand what's happening. We are living in a clown circus. No, <laughs> we, we always really have are. been. We We're always have been. in a clown circus. But I just don't understand. But the point is, is that it's more publicity. I mean, I understand good for Dre for saying this and trying to stop it. Nothing's going to happen. It, no, the lawsuit will go nowhere. And well, then sometimes she, people stop using the song. She, you do do you think it. she's going to stop using well, the song? We'll see, right? Yeah. We'll see. I just, I, all right. Uh, now, Black Sheep. I'm not 100 percent sure on the on the nits the nuts and bolts in it. They're suing Universal, but it's interesting, right? Okay, because this has happened with some of the older artists who've had you know who had contracts that talked about like profits and net, but there was no streaming yet, right? So this was all based around a time when you know I think when Black Sheet came out. Were we even downloading music yet? I don't even think they would, we were downloading music yet. When Black Sheep came out, that was vinyl, CDs, right. cassettes. And tapes, and tapes, yeah, right? Yeah, and cassettes. So they're, they're part of a suit that they're saying they're owed, you know, a bunch of royalties because remember that deal that was done at a certain point with... Um, Spotify, where a bunch of the major labels, the four majors, got bought shit, got shares of Spotify, like low shares, but they got shares. And some companies have sold their sold their shares, but Universal has not sold all of their shares. Now, some of the things that they're that they're saying in the suit, which still confuses me, because it's a lot of legal jargon that I don't all the way get. But I will say as we're not really explaining it, because we're both like, I don't kind of understand. Because we're, we're you're basically just simple country folk. Right. I kind of don't understand, but I do. It's like in this age of streaming and then them selling some of their shares of of uh, Spotify, they're saying that the artists should have gotten some of those profits. Well, that and, makes sense, right? And there, and there has been cases and they've always been settled. So I do believe there's going to be a settlement for them here. So, you right. know, you thought that number, and this might have an effect for a bunch of the universal artists where they end up getting some money, especially those older artists who were in those structured contracts right. from back when, in the when day. When they didn't, when they couldn't imagine in a million years, right. you know, like, oh, one day there's going to be a way of opening your computer and music will flow out. How could I you mean, even, like, Napster was the big... The, Scary and, thing and, back and, then. and remember, instead of the in, the biggest mistake that the industry made at that time was trying to spend all they saw. Okay, the illegal download, the downloading started. They didn't realize. Okay, we have this technology. We need to start utilizing right. it and get ahead of it. They spent years trying to fight it and shutting Napster down. They and dropped shutting all the, the ball. They really did they drop really the did ball because, they thought, because well, we yeah. just get rid of Napster. It was like. Once this technology is here, yeah, it's done. Embrace it. You can't untechnology. You can't say, "God damn it, these cell phones! How dare they do more things every year?" Yeah, so they kind of dropped yeah, the ball. They really that. did. So I can't, I can't dig into all of the minutia of of the suit because I was reading some of it and I was confused by those old contracts because I didn't know those clauses and parts. But I do know, just from what I could read, is they're going to end up getting some money because. They will. 
you know, listen, you've changed the structure. Those those deals with the way they are supposed to get certain profits, that language is in there. You right. know what I mean? And just because the technology changed, you put all their music up there. They're still like you hold everybody to the contracts today. You're going to have to kind of pay out. Yeah, some money you have yourself. to be you have to acknowledge the re- the reality of what's going on. And I and I think also just from a PR standpoint, it looks good for them, for Universal, it's in in the scheme of things, it's probably not going to impact the the general cash flow. But no. it looks good for this for them because they're really only going to be paying on that first record. I mean, right. in terms of profits, right? The one where you can get with this, you know, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. what it's called. The song you can get with this, you can get with that. It's called something else. Yeah, but but, but the, and the thing is, it's like pay the people. Just, Just pay, pay the people. Pay the pay people. Em. Pay them out. Pay them. Pay the people. Oh, and by the way, hi, we're in New York. Please pay the nurses, guys. Pay the nurses. Nurses are on strike in this city right now. And we need to, we need to, pay. it's so weird. <laughs> Just a few people get to make in these, in these hospital systems millions of dollars. And then it's like, Five minutes ago, nurses, we were clapping for them at seven o'clock every night. You know, they were they were heroes of the pandemic. And now they're marching in the street having to go on strike. And the music industry is the same way. It's like, you know, you will always try to find a way to shit artists out of some shit. Because, you know, uh, music saves cut lives. Checks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cut a check. Just cut, cut a check. Because you're going cut to a cut. Check. You're going to cut this check. So Just you might as well. You yeah. might as well figure out what that is and yeah. cut the check. Cut the check. Because what people don't realize is, yes, new albums and these new artists you love, they stream and they bring in lots of money for the labels, but they're making shitloads of money off of all of the catalog. That's the biggest thing on streaming. All of those old records and the, and the classics and the things that you love that people are constantly playing because it's their favorite. And they don't spend any money on marketing on anything on those. So those are just cash cows bringing in money. So yeah. cut the check and give the artists their money. Yes. Okay. We already discussed. Hold on, I have a message. Harry will be here in three minutes. We are T minus three to Harry. Put on some pants, (laughs) Corey. I have some crumpets here. Oh, you do? <laughs> and have I have, our, you have those fake cookies. They're biscuits. He'll be very those, excited. I have those fake, <laughs> fake cookies. cookies. Mm-hmm. Ha- uh, Harry. I just called you Harry. <laughs> Courtney and I have, have tricked ourselves into thinking that if you don't call, like there's these biscuits, they're the fake McVitie. They're, uh-huh. they're Lytle's <laughs> imitation of the McVitie biscuit. They're mm-hmm. wheat. And mm-hmm. so because they're called biscuits and not cookies, we mm-hmm. pretend we're not mm-hmm. eating Bags of cookies. I'm like, listen, these are digestive cookies. They're digestive. So that means they are healthy. So They're just healthy. because I put chocolate ice cream on them does oh, not wait. make them okay. unhealthy. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and if you eat them while you're walking around the room. That is exercise that's and exercise. digestive health. And if you eat them overseas, pff, I mean, come on. We all know overseas calories don't count. At all. At all. At all. At all. Um. <laughs> Okay, so we talked about the Rolling Stone list last week. This, mm-hmm. you know, it's just another way. Wait. Like here, we're making the list. You know, here are the most uh, best, but we really don't mean mess best. We mean influential. Nobody's ever going to be happy. Everybody's going to be blah 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 blah. But the funny thing 
the, the, but but the, the headline idea. I did not expect to have <laughs> all, in 2023 all. Not at all. is Celine Dion fam storm the Rolling Stone office. I'm like, angry, angry me? gays and angry middle-aged that Kevin sounded like standing angry outside. older queens. And, and, and French Canadians. Standing French Canadians, outside. housewives of Manalapan in New Jersey. <laughs> Very upset that Celine wasn't on the list. I mean, we could go down the list. And of they are not are the having list. it. They're like, what you are not going to do yeah, is but, fuck with our queen Celine. You know I love Celine Dion. I know, I but the point is, is that I, no one's ever going to be on the list. Everyone mm-hmm. on the list. But what I thought was hilarious is that the people at Rolling Stone decided to like basically get in on the protest and were reporting from the protest. So the person, the organization that ended up looking really great and cool at the end of this was Rolling Stone. I, I mean, but it's come and gone. It's done. They were. I like, told you, eh. thing I told you it was a Ponzi scheme. It is a Ponzi scheme to get everybody to go to clicks. And honey, they were the talk of the town. Like I, who we, everybody. Like all of that shit is built on click, 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 yeah, click, of course, of and course. conversation. And they had a week of being part of it. They yeah, knew well, that, that's that what all they, they, knew, they knew that that listener order that list was full of shit. Now, I, you and I were both impressed when we saw Oprah Haza. I was like, oh, okay, they are real. When people I saw on this you, list. so when I saw lots of singers who do, yeah, you know what I mean. I was impressed. I was absolutely it. like, yes, this is. I'm like, actually- where's Mark Anthony? I'm going through the yeah. list to find like, this, oh, this Gail is, Costa. Cool. This is you know? actually a great list. You should have called it something else. Well, that's and, not. But that's not. Yeah, yeah. You know why they did? Yeah. Because no the, one's going to go right, most influential. Best. That's exactly. what you do. And yeah. even that, I feel like the top 10 is the order and it's not all the way correct. You know right. what I mean? But, but, but listen, who am I to judge? Who am I? I'll tell you who I am. I'm a queen from Queens, honey, and I'm born to judge. And that was full of shit. Oh, but whatever. Anyway, Her life will Team go Celine. On. Team Celine. Whatever. All of them are overrated. Listen, Celine told us that love can move mountains. And I believed her. All right. I did. She seems like, yeah. I, you know. She's a very nice lady. I met She's a very, very nice, nice lady, lady. And she didn't make a list. And I'm sure it's going to impact her financially. Because the people well, who read you know, Rolling Stone. She, she, took, she took a $500 million hit just for that. Just for that. <laughs> she, in fact, is going to cut Black Sheep a check. <laughs> exactly. She's going to. Okay. I have to full confession. Okay. Pre-Blake Shelton. Uh-huh. I was a big Gwen Stefani fan. I loved right. No Doubt. Uh-huh. I saw Gwen Stefani at the Garden. It was so much fun. It was you a did bunch of screaming. On purpose? Oh no, no. I <laughs> reviewed her first two records. No, she's okay. fun. It was right. this is pre-Blake Shelton. Right. Pre-plastic. I like surgery. what you're waiting, what you're waiting, right. what you're waiting pre- for. I like no doubt. Pre-plastic yeah. surgery, pre mm-hmm. pre-marrying this hill stupid Republican, pre-nose job. <laughs> All that stuff, okay? Um, I thought she was fun. I actually have interviewed her before. She's Mm -hmm. very, very nice. Mm -hmm. Blah, 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 blah. We had this conversation with Vivian Goldman. I thought Vivian made a really great point. There's a a really fine line between cultural appreciation and cultural appropriation. Mm -hmm. Because without cultural appreciation, there wouldn't be rock and roll. Mm -hmm. Or there wouldn't have been Elvis. Right. You know what I mean? I That's mean, true. All right. So Gwen Stefani's There wouldn't whole, have been weaves. There wouldn't have been anything. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like we're all biting off each other mm-hmm. at some point. Um, Gwen Stefani. 
Gwen Stefani has long been targeted for, you know, wearing the bindies and the Harajuku girls. And the problem with the Harajuku girls is that she always had these backup singers of completely mute Japanese girls. So it looked like Whitey and the Harajuku girls. Now, she has claimed that she's always been very influenced by the Harajuku girls. And when she, the first time she saw them and she went to Japan, she said, this is in an interview in Allure. First off, Allure? That's still being printed. No disrespect, but I didn't even know it was still around. Um, and that's not to be mean. I was like, I haven't heard the name of Laura. It's a fun magazine. Harry's going to be on the cover. He will. He will. <laughs> but she said, like, the first, I'm paraphrasing, first time I saw Harajuku Girls, I went, I'm Japanese. I really honestly think, no, I'm being sorry. Cue the vapors turning Japanese. I really honestly think that she did not think oh my God, I am actually ethnically Japanese. I think she felt that she could relate. That she felt, she's like, I'm told this is my my vibe. I used to to think the Harajuku girls were fierce. I thought that they stood out. They had a platform and they were dope. I used to love to watch them on stage and shit. I never- But they never talked. No, but they were fierce. They danced and they were, they right. were always, they always were giving you like fashion. But it felt like she was traveling. Oh no. But it felt like she was traveling with her circus of Japanese people. Like mm. here I am. Like, you know what I mean? It felt a little kind of weird. Now, has she been guilty of kind of biting, you know, wearing cornrows and the bindi and stuff like that? Yeah, mm. kind of sort of. I mean, remember she got started doing ska, which is mm. not, you know. Yeah, but I you know re- what? I used to wear bindies. You know what I mean? I used to wear them to Sony and stuff, and it was just like because I always thought they were beautiful. And I loved the way they right. But on there my is thing. an actual, you know what I mean? There, I, I, but there is an actual cultural. There I, is, but but here's the thing that I have to ask you, and this is a real question, right? Yeah. If you start traveling around the world, you do stuff. Am I not? If I see a beautiful sorry when i'm in india right am i not allowed to buy it because then if i buy it no 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 i have bought stuff i have but but i feel like the way people are people are are, are really kind of taking everything now if you if you're influenced by something or you use it in your music it's almost like it's being seen as a bad thing like you can't do this well but i think with her the problem was is that it was the visual of Mm. the having these mute dancing girls behind her i think Mm -hmm. and also her just not handling the question what she could have said was it's been a bit influence i'm integrating it into you know i i you know that kind of thing and so i really honestly don't think that she thinks in her she's not what's her face what's the rachel doles dole you know she's not Mm -hmm. the japanese but i just think she handled it stupidly or didn't she didn't because now she's refusing to make a comment, which is fine and it'll be done. But I just think she, but cultural appreciate, there's a difference between, you know, it's like white people with dreadlocks gives me a headache, like nobody's <laughs> business, like nobody's business, Courtney. Mm. All right. But I just think that she, she misspoke. I don't think that she actually thinks she's Japanese, but if I were her, I would just kind of like... I, I think mean, everybody she, needs to stop being so fucking sensitive about everything. That's actually well, how I be think. be sensitive about the things that really matter. Absolutely, and they're putting everything on the same scale, well, and, that is, scale. and that is how shit gets watered down, and then the real stuff just comes and goes without any action because you everything is not the same. I think people should be allowed. If you're an artist, things are going to, the more you travel around the world to do things, your art is going to be influenced by that. And I think you should be allowed to have your art influenced by that. I, I think as we long know- as you give credit. 
if you get if you're pretending that you invented this if you're right. my problem has, was always that she did this and never and had these women standing behind her like puppets like back she never brought them up front on the stage and let them sing or dance or explain everything so she mm-hmm. kind of did that but this i really honestly don't i mean she's wearing like plaid shirts and cowboy boots now she ain't from fucking oklahoma she's from like san diego or something Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. i think she's just a girl who likes to soak up shit and pretend it's hers and welcome to music you know i mean i i I just find it i really know when something feels offensive i'm not really offended by her it was just stupid yeah but then we're not japanese right we're not Japanese. Yeah, but and I'm we're also not black in... and I've watched Japanese kids have afros. Right, and that's what I'm saying. And, and, yeah. and, and completely have this whole hip hop Oh, that's another look that a, dre- drives me nuts. Dressing like black kids from Brooklyn yeah. and the Bronx. Well, darkening and darkening their all, faces. All of the things. Right. So, so that, I find all of that, um, but I honestly, like I said, if you would ask me in 2023 on January 11th, where I'd be defending her. I just think it's like she she has a history of doing stupid shit. This was just sort of like a misspoken. And I just am more I just find her no longer interesting as an artist. I just wish she would kind of, you know, ugh, I hate Blake Shelton anyway. All right. Sorry, I do. All right. What are we listening to? Are we listening to anything? Oh, absolutely. I know. I'm going to let you tell I have something to I, say about I, like, this song. I love Everything But The Girl. Everything But The Girl has returned with their first new song, Nothing Left To Lose. First song in 24 years. and It has been on repeat, just nonstop. Nonstop repeat since yesterday. I love it. I love them. I love Tracy's voice. I love that it doesn't sound like anything else. And it makes me really excited for the album. And I love the video. I, I'm just really, really excited about that. And I've told you, I've been listening to this young lady, Gabrielle. Well, can uh, we stop? Appler. I just want to mm-hmm. weigh in on everything but girl, and then please talk about Gabrielle. Mm-hmm. All right. So I listen to it because I too like them. I am not an obsessive fan of everything mm-hmm. but the girl, but I do like them. I think. The thing that I actually don't like about this song is her voice sounds very different than it. She doesn't, and I have read comment. It doesn't mm-hmm. sound bad, but there's a tone to her. Well, voice. she's old. Well, right, she's older now, right? So right. they're both older. I love the tone because it sounds like her, but her voice is deeper. It's yeah. Deeper. It just it's and it's not it. an awful thing, but mm-hmm. uh, there is a vocal to like she put out a record what eight years ago, seven years ago, a dance record, which was really kind of an interesting record. Do you remember that record? I'm talking about a solo record. Yeah, she did. Uh, she it was called Record. It was uh, right. like two years ago. That was a great. No, record. it was more than two years ago. No, it was well, more. well, the record. I think that record was like maybe 2018. Then maybe maybe it was a good record. It was yeah. an interesting record. And I'm not saying your voice. Yes, voices change. I used to be a soprano, believe it or not, when mm-hmm. I was in high school. Um, there's just, and I don't dislike the song. I love the the I kiss you in the decay. I love that kind of stuff. The video mm-hmm. gives me a headache. I I really don't need any more strobe dancing. Yeah, uh, her record it was 2018. Oh okay. wow, okay. So that's you know mm-hmm. a, a, a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's a great singer. I think she's a very idiosyncratic singer. I love herself with massive attack. Um, I just there and it's not a bad thing i guess i just have to realize that i was going into it thinking i was going to hear something vocally i'm hearing something a little different which is not a bad thing 
it just, it just a thing, you know, and I just have to kind of, I will be very interested to see what the next single is, uh, what direction they're going to go on this. So, um, do we know why they didn't do anything for 24 years? Or was it just life? They just had life. Yeah. Well, you know, <clears throat> I'm assuming when, she had kids or something. They, like they've, that. They've, they've had two kids who are now in their twenties. Are they, they married? Bo- to, they really yes, married? They're married. Oh, they're married. And they both, you know, did wanted to do different solo stuff. And, okay. you know, he's put out his records. He's He's got a label. He's a DJ. He's a producer. She's put out a couple of solo records. Right. And they had never, you know, they hadn't even talked about doing everything but the girl record until sometime last year. They started toying around and okay. then it came together. And they said this first single is also not indicative of just the whole album. Okay. It's not like electronic. So this they're, is like a first like, single. They're, they're like, it's a mixture of styles. People are going to be surprised. And I love okay. that, right? Because if I you like think about too. them, every album of theirs is so different. Like the electronica trip poppy stuff came at the very end when we right. went from that into like a club record. But I love that they give us so many different genres. And I actually love the new texture in her voice. And it sounds like, you know, a woman who's lived some life. And, and I, just, I just love it. I love her voice. Because it's yeah, still no, very I'm going to have to, you know, like I said, I mean, to be totally fair, mm-hmm. full disclosure, I had like 27 hours of dental work yesterday. <laughs> I came home and I'm like, let me listen to it. And it wasn't killing me, but I certainly am not put off by it. I just was surprised at what her voice sounds like. But it's not like she suddenly can't sing. Of course she can sing. She's got a, a really interesting, she's always had her own kind of lane in, as far as a singer. So there was part of it that didn't, but that hook about the kiss decay and stuff like that. The video mm-hmm. gives me a headache, but videos, who cares about Nobody cares about videos, mm-hmm. really, at the scheme of things. Right. Um, yeah, I'm interested too, because there are artists that have always done something interesting. Did you know, fun fact, I interviewed mm. them a million years, that Mirrorball was, um, in, you probably did know, I Mirrorball was, in, well, it was inspired by Dear Mama, Tupac's Dear Mama. I had no idea. The sound, they said they wanted to do a song that kind of was- Had that uh, sound. Had that sound. Which I think is interesting, and if That's you really listen to Dear, if you listen, I mean, now it's that not you the say same. that, no, no, but now then I think of the lyrics and yeah, yeah well, yeah. not lyrically, musically, but even so, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I'm, and you know, talk about people who are ahead of the curve with embracing or uh, appropriating uh, dance music and house mm. music. Hello, Todd Terry. That would come on, come on. I mean, took them to a whole. That took whole another audience because they listen. They had been making records for so many years by that point. Right. Amplify Heart is maybe like their tenth album or some shit. Wow, they've been, they've been around from the eighties. See, I I first discovered them on the Baby the Star Shine Bright album, and you're I so you're such I on the foreskin love... of fashion. You really are. <laughs> That's a Candace expression, by the way. <laughs> We're on the foreskin of fashion and taking applications, taking all applications. Um, oh uh, it's like, <laughs> Sorry. Um, I love them. Yeah. But that Todd Terry remix, oh. all of a sudden just broke them open. And to then, a whole new world. And the one that's more or less appreciated, but no less as good, is the Todd Terry remix of Wrong, which was the first single from the okay. next album, Walking Wounded. Great. Walking Wounded is it's great. brilliant. Did he put out, now you, uh, I know he did the remixes and they embraced it, but did he put out a whole album himself of their stuff or was it no. just the remixes? No, there was a remix album, which is not all his remixes. Okay. You know, Todd, listen, people, we could, we should do a whole show on Todd Terry and oh, like get him to come on the show. We should do a whole show on the real, just, yeah. 
Todd, I mean, that Todd, career. Is, isn't he dead? No. Todd Terry is very much alive and DJing. Oh, I'm thinking of Frankie really- Knuckles. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No disrespect. Yes, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, Todd is very much alive. Okay, I'm and sorry. Working. I didn't mean that to yeah, be yeah, like yeah, yeah. snotty at no, all. The Godfa- I, I- no, the godfather of house, Frankie Knuckles, has passed away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Another icon. Nice oh, was the nicest oh, guy. Nicest guy, too. And his music. Oh, let me just tell you something. Friday nights at the Sound Factory bar, he used to just, oh, it was just everything. Like, See, Beyonce should have tapped into those people. The interesting. She should have tapped into Mr. Fingers. I would have loved. Moody Man. Did she tap into Moody Man? Oh, my God. Listen, I would have, no, because no dance producers worked on the album. Right? right, so this was this was a dance album done by basically the Dream and R and B producer. Well, no, I can't say that because Mike Q. Well, she sampled Mike Q's song and stuff. But I feel like and and Honey Dijon, who is a dance producer, right, worked right, on right. the album. But I, you know, listen. I always say that when people are tapping into the vocals of you want to talk about the black women who lit the clubs up for, for decades upon decades. Like no nobody tapped into Cheryl Lynn. You know what I mean? No one's tapped into right. Jocelyn Brown. No one's right. tapped into Lolita Holloway. Sharon Red. You know what I mean? It's like voices on voices on voices. Claudia Barry. So many Alicia Myers. You know, you know what I'm saying? There's so many references to go. It's like, yes. Well, now, now, now that she she did the Robin S, everybody we love Robin S. You can dig a little deeper than "Show Me Love" when you're trying to yeah. reference dance tracks. Look, alternate, like listen, you know what I'm saying? There's so many of the girls, Crystal Waters, still yeah. out there, still working, still putting out great records. So, all right, um, I you know I don't know. I've been sort of distracted, but um, I was listening to the first tribe record yesterday because i'm starting mm-hmm. to get into my rock and roll hall of fame nomination oh we're going into that yeah i have yeah. to think but i will say if you live in the new york area please make your way down to the how arts happening which is on first and first a neighborhood that i no longer recognize when i go down there yeah, i'm like oh my really god different. i'm in miami there's a strip mall and our friend al diaz in conjunction with the how arts happening he and mariah uh fox um and another person i can't do it's have curated a really good show about the timeline and birth of graffiti in new york city and it's not the usual suspects it's the stuff before so and it's really well done it's seriously it's very educational it it they position it with things that were actually going on in new york they talk about the roots like the young white kids we always associate with graffiti with hip-hop and black and brown kids so they're certainly there but it's really really good and it's free and we love al obviously he's our pal al's our pal Mm -hmm. um so if you if you're around, I think it closes Sunday, but it's really really good. I I, I so that's kind of what I've been sort of in my own little private Idaho this week musically, you know, um, just thinking about Hall of Fame stuff and my strategy, okay. what my strategy is going to oh be. Oh my god! Well, listen, I've when, decided okay. to strategize. When is, when is the meeting? Uh, not 
this Monday, next two Mondays from yesterday. And is this one going to be the first one in person? In person, yeah. But I'm wearing a mask. Fuck them. I don't care. Okay. So I taking the mask off to shove cookies in my face. I have some suggestions. Please do. We only we only get two. Okay. Vanity. No, under no circumstances. (laughs) Continue. No, seriously. Give me real suggestions. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I gotta think about that after because with two, two is really. It's always hard. been two, and the but thing is, and I know they're, they're the ones that you've always gone to, but I feel like that's so like you got to pick somebody else maybe because they're just not. Well, fun. that one that I've always gone to, I am going to be getting top secret information on Friday okay. Okay. about whether, uh, <laughs> which means that I'll just blab about it to okay. you off camera. Uh, um. Yeah, I mean, last year, I, I, um, part of me wants to be strategic, and the other part of me wants to go with my heart. You know me; I would nominate Pet Shop Boys every fucking right. week. But I am leaning, and I've kind of given up on the idea. I used to be such a purist when I just voted. I'm like, no, you can't nominate X until you nominate Y because right. they were the influence. Well, that yeah, that that's ship out has the sailed. window. That ship yeah, has it really sailed. is. Mm-hmm. It's a TV show. Um, so you have to kind of be, but I am leaning towards one person for sure, but we're having our girl, our girl meeting. Oh, you're having your girl meeting? We're having our girl meeting on Thursday. So that should be fun. Our He-Man Women Haters Club or Mm -hmm. He-Woman Man Haters Club. And so we can, we're going to be, but I will say this, I will say this. If Kate Bush does not get in this year, then we're idiots. I mean, uh. I mean, come on. Come on. Is so, Babs in there? No, she's not. Of course not. Robert yeah. Streisand? Well, here's the thing. You, if you've opened it up and it's every genre of music, No, right? but she's... No, Barbara. Inarguably, one of the biggest artists in the world. She's but that doesn't mean the, that she's the biggest artist in the world. very influential to a lot of singers. Who? Who's she influential towards? Seriously, who's she, influ- who's she influenced? Leah Michelle. <laughs> Next. I was about to say Leah Michelle. You were about to say Leah Michelle, which is why I decided to cut you to the chase. Give me another singer. She's I'm not a Barbara Streisand fan. You know uh, that. What about Grace Jones? I know that's a long shot. Oh, listen, shot. that's a long shot. I would I love of course. Is, but this like- goes back to listen, this goes back to the influence. I mean, if we're going to go strictly by influence, I've been watching old clips of the New York dolls in preparation for a class I'm gonna be teaching. Mm-hmm. I mean, you cannot. This is like the most huge. Oh, I know what I've been listening to. How about Latoya Jackson? (laughs) No, Reby. Reby, you dumb bitch. Reby. God, Courtney, I can't believe I have to remind you about that. Oh, um, I just want I'm, to say what you know. What's really sad? Something what? very sad happened. To, and I, I'm all joking aside. I have a real thing for El Debarge, and he got mm. arrested on like drugs and weapons charges. I, I mean, I was like, one wasn't enough. There's guns too. What's well, happening? Usually, usually both go with you know. I mean, usually if you're, yeah, mm. I just love. I him. feel bad. Me, me. And I the, think he is underrated. So underrated. And the crazy thing is, through all of his issues and the you know the, the you know the, the well documented, he never lost that voice. Oh, the voice. He never lost that voice. I, I met him once. I was. This is going to be so name droppy, but keep in mind that I was there working. It wasn't like I was chilling. I was interviewing Eric Benet, who I'm mm-hmm. sorry, is the nicest man in nice town. And you need to follow him on all social media because he's mm-hmm. super political and super cool. Mm-hmm. And it's not his fault that Halle Berry is nuts. Um, 
I'm sorry. He's super cool. Mind you, the man is like accused of being a sex addict. I'm doing a story with him. He's literally changing clothes in front of me. Does he try to hit on me? No, of course not. Because nobody ever tries to hit on me. But anyway, I met him in, remember that hotel that they used to put all the R&B people up that was around the corner from the Peterson auto place? Remember uh-huh. it was like on, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? You remember that little hotel? Do you know I what I'm do, talking about? I do, yeah. Yeah, it was like a little, they used to put all the black people there and the white people writing about black people. So I was interviewing Eric Benet mm-hmm. and we were in the lobby. He was picking me up so that we could go clothes shopping mm-hmm. and uh, El DeBarge was there and I met El DeBarge and I was like swoon city. I mm-hmm. love El DeBarge. I don't care. I don't care. I don't Listen, care. I don't those care. vocals are still not Gorgeous. to be fucked with. Gorgeous. Not to be fucked with. And those DeBarge records still Gorgeous. sound great. Oh, my still God. Still sound great. Oh, my God. He's totally underrated. And he's like the only artist not to get a hit. Him and Lisa Stansel, the only two artists not to get a hit working with Babyface. <laughs> I thought that was a law that you got a hit working with him. Anyways, and the new Iggy Pop record is really cool. Love Iggy. Yeah. We love Iggy. Yeah. And this this. I mean, I just heard of her, uh, G- Gabrielle Alp- oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Applin, yeah. and she's a UK singer-songwriter whose debut album was 10 years ago. I know. You know what I mean? It's like, like I had no idea. I know, you put like, the name up, I'm like, who? <laughs> but it's a, her new album, Phosphorescent, and it's great. It's really, yeah. really good music. Singer-songwriter, I really, really like it. You know, and just... It, I, you and I talk about this all the time. I know that the New York kids are like, I don't want to be marketed to, even though everything is they're looking at, they're being marketed to. They don't realize I, they're being marketed to. I do to. think with some music, a marketing plan really helps because there's some artists I feel like could be huge if people actually knew that the record existed. Go figure. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if they, because I mean, I, I'm going to open a restaurant and keep the doors closed and the windows shut, but people will find me. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like you need there's to, so yeah, much stuff something. out there. And now with streaming, it is overwhelming because they just drop everything on there. And I don't know. It's like there's I, a difference between letting people know about something and Prince Harry going on the award tour. I mean, you know uh, what I mean? There is a middle ground. Listen, I and I just hate it because I actually do like Prince Harry, but I need him to do me a favor. Sit down and shut the fuck up. You put up. you put the book out. Let it do what it's going to do. Go do some good in the world like you guys said you were going to oh, do. Oh, fuck. Because this seems like, you know, now it seems very Hollywood celebrity moment he is, now, he's you a- know? All right. I have to go to therapy. I have to go no, I'm serious. to therapy. No, I'm serious. Oh, today? What time? Now. Oh. <laughs> well, folks, and you know what it is. <laughs> Farewell from Balmoral. <laughs> Not now, but soon enough. You know, I'm building up issues as we speak. <laughs> and, um, you know, leave a comment, tell a friend. Thank you. We're growing in mightiness every week. We're growing week. in mightiness every week. Thank you to the it, Pantheon Podcast Network, all of the other shows on there. It's great. We love you. Their show Basic just won um, some kind of award. I know I did. I voted in the Me too. In me too. Me too. Yes, I did. It, yes, you know? I did. Yay for us. Good. Yay for us. And, um, uh, you know, we'll be back next week in things. We're hopefully Harry, because, you know, he was supposed to be here, but he stopped and talked to every person who had a microphone. So mm-hmm. it made him late to get. We're not there. even a microphone. Airbuds. He put them in his ear and started <laughs> fucking talking. Like, let me just tell you something. I love my siblings to death. 
But if anybody writes a book, you can write a book and you can say whatever you want to say about me. But if you start talking about my fucking hair falling out and my face changing, we're going to motherfucking fight. <laughs> That's all. And on say. that note, <laughs> bye. Bye. See you next week. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.